Thank you for listening to Bishop Chronicles. Bishop Chronicles is a podcast on stoic resilience and the art of not quitting. Now, here is your host, Adisa the Bishop. Peace. It's time to highlight a scholar. As always, I'm your host, Adisa the Bishop, and welcome to Bishop Chronicles. This is a weird talk, all right? The reason this is late is because, you know, love is a tough subject for most people, especially in these times. But, you know, I thought to myself, you know, I want to be just in time to have you get broken up before Valentine's. I want to be just in time before you, you know, write that Dear John letter, just before you buy that lingerie for no reason. Bros, just before you get that bouquet off the corner and come home with two supersized burritos and a big nacho, listen to this episode and pay attention. Um, you know, full transparency, right? Like, you know, when people, when people do these kinds of like love things, like you usually get two kinds of people, right? You get like the chick who's doing everything by the book, you know what I'm saying? Hi, this is Shelly. And, you know, today we're going to talk about love. Okay. And, and, and really cool stuff that adults need to know and whatever. Get out of here, please. And then the other one, right? Is like that dude who's like, <laughs> he's like thirst trapping all day with the fake Barry White. Yeah. Ladies, you tired of these weak dudes not showing up for dates? You tired of the tender madness? Listen to me. I'm going to sing something on this guitar for you and tell you about love. Man, shut up, bro. Shut up. This is not going to be that show. And this is when you see the vulnerability, right, of, of, of this show. Because I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing this. All right? So, why is love in crisis in these times? Uh, full transparency. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just literally signed my divorce papers like a week ago after being in a long protracted divorce. Uh, I was married for 23 years uh, to a woman I've known for maybe like almost 30. And then it ended suddenly about four months after I got out of the hospital uh, after a near-death experience. That madness is what led me in large part into stoicism. True story. Um, You know... Um, I am in a new relationship and it's awesome so far. So fantastic. Uh, it is intentionally monogamous and emotionally and financially and spiritually balanced. But no matter what kind of relationship you're in, what your preference is, standing in the shadow of this pandemic and the economic ripple effect that has followed it, Everything's crazy. So many people I know are on the brink of divorce. So many people I know that have been in long-term relationships are like, I'm effing leaving, right? Um, Or, you know, I I get the call like, 
I need some advice because this guy's driving me crazy and I don't know what to... Yo, I get it. The times are nuts. Right? I got to say this about love. Seriously. Because I'm someone who believes in, in love. Right? Um, you know, love is the kind of thing that if you're not consciously pursuing it, you're probably losing it. In the same way that as a middle-aged guy, if I'm not proactively trying to lose weight, I'm probably gaining, right? And then you go to put on the holiday slacks and you're like, oh, I can't put them on. Yeah, dude, you haven't been trying to lose, bro. And it's been slowly stacking. So with love, it's kind of the same thing. If you're not proactively trying to cultivate it and communicate it, you're probably losing it. In such a slow motion kind of thing that you're not even aware of it. Um, and so for this, you know, this is, this is a serious thing. And, and it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to understand. Um, I know a lot of people who are newly divorced or about to be divorced. And I just want to say as a person who does champion and honestly love monogamy... That if you can save your relationship, I believe you should try to do that. Get the therapy, have the sessions, read the books, go to the retreats. I mean, they may not be having retreats right now because of the whole COVID thing, right? But if you can preserve it, I believe you should try to preserve it. Because ain't a lot out here. Let me be crystal clear. Don't let these fools and these people on, on IG get you tripping about people being in the DMs and all that. It's dry out there. I'm trying to tell you. Okay. So before you get, get yourself hyped up to go run off into the sunset with somebody new, you better think it through. Um, but I recognize that everybody don't think like me. Everybody's not necessarily into the monogamous thing, and, and that's fine. So I'm really just speaking to those that, that are right now in this section. right? If you can preserve your love and you want to, you should. I believe in that. Um, however, however, uh, the caveat to that is that, you know, if the relationship you're in is authentically, physically, psychologically, or sexually, or spiritually abusive, get out. For sure. Get out. Don't look back. Let that go. Straight up. That's a hard thing, and I'm sorry for you, and you should get therapy for that. Okay. Um, but you know, if you're just coming out of a really tough relationship, you know, the first thing you need to do is take time to assess how you got into the relationship you were just in, you know, what made you attracted to that person genuinely, right? What are the root causes of who you're attracted to and why? This is the hard part. This is the stuff that nobody wants to do. And what they normally do is they jump on a Tinder, they jump onto Grinder, they jump onto Bumble. And I noticed years ago, even before these apps existed, I noticed that my homies, especially like after the age, I got married young, like 25. You know what I'm saying? Um, like people be in relationships nowhere near healed. Or even having tried to heal, right? Like when I when I when I came out of my marriage, you know what all the homies were saying? 
Listen to me, brother. The best way to get over it is to get under it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah! No. It's just not my style. You know what I'm saying? Um, I had to chill. I don't think, I don't think, I don't think that stuff is healthy. I don't think it helps you heal. And I think that people need to heal. And that's the hard part. If you really love love and you want to be in a relationship that has authentic love, you have to take the time to heal. And that stuff is hard. You're going to hear me say therapy all the time because I need to say it over and over again so you seek it out. Therapy matters, right? Uh, if you jump in your phone and you put in therapist near me, sliding scale, you can usually find a good therapist at a sliding scale or free. I also think you should consider groups like CODA, Codependence Anonymous, of which I was a member. Uh, I still got the book. I got the book right here. But like, yo, man, Codependence Anonymous, all right? Um, and if, 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 you know, they may not be meeting, you know, the way they used to, you know, you can also get into things like, uh, Facebook groups, you know, they got a lot of good private Facebook groups with a lot of good qualified people and sincere people, uh, giving solid advice. Um, but the main thing you got to figure out for you is simply this, you know. Do you love you mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially, psychologically? Are you loving you? What are those actions? How do you know that you're actually loving you? Because if you don't know you, right, check out the Knowledge of Self episode of Bishop Chronicles and being totally serious. If you don't know you, you cannot expect to find love through somebody else. And their admiration for you, for your body, for your mind, for your heart, for your spirit, whatever. If you don't love you and if you aren't clear on how you do love yourself, you're going to struggle with whoever you get with, whenever you get with them. You know, that knowledge of self component is so crucial to... identifying the love that you seek because if you don't have it no one can give it to you you know there's a book called how to be an adult in relationships the five keys to mindful loving by david rico r-i-c-h-o unbelievable book unbelievable book okay you need it you need it you and your spouse should get it, buy the physical book, and get it on Audible. That's what worked for me. Because sometimes you'll hear something that you forgot you read, or you read something that you forgot you heard, and you need it. He also wrote another book called uh, How to Be an Adult in Love. But how to be an adult in relationships, you got to read that first. All right? You have to study love. You know, we spend a lot of time trying to figure all kinds of stuff out. Right? Me, I like to study jujitsu and philosophy. Right? I like to study ancient history. Right? All of us, right? Study being a mechanic, study, you know, mathematics. We study all these things knowing we need love. Because if you look at the work by the Dalai Lama, he talks about um, 
how human beings are a naturally uh, social creature, right? We naturally crave other people around us and things like that. But we study all this other stuff instead of love, you know? And so you have to take, you know, the pursuit of understanding love, how you love, the ways in which you long to be loved, the ways in which you intentionally love others, finding that happy medium with your significant other, all of that stuff is super important. And, um, you know, it's more important than how you look. It's more important than your degrees. It's more important than what you drive. It's more important than how much you make, right? Because, man, how many rich people out there, heartbroken and empty, right? How many, you know, women out there, you know, sawing off parts of their body to be loved by somebody they can't even conceive yet. They don't even know where this person is, but if they cut this off and add that on, they'll figure it out and the, the love will happen, right? And how many dudes buying all kinds of stupid ass gear and cars and clothes and rings, right? How many guys are just addicted to the gym just so a woman will, will pursue them in a way that, that makes them feel love. Man, this is why the therapy and the books and the meditation and the exercise and the prayer and the therapy matters, man. Because it's hard out there. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, look, everybody knows, right? How many times you've seen the, the, the person you went to high school with, you know, uh, best dressed, uh, uh, prom king and queen, da-da-da. Uh, Everybody goes, oh, I bet they're so fine. And they, they probably got married and rode off into the sunset. And you find them on Facebook and be like, yo, yo, what happened? Right? Because that's all just false hype, man. That's all false hype, man. The body gets old. The abs get fat. You know what I'm saying? Like... I was trying to tell somebody, no disrespect, don't nobody be offended, you know what I'm saying? But I was like, you know, there's a big difference between having a fat ass and being a fat ass. You understand what I'm talking about? Uh, no fat shaming here, I'm just talking. Um, you, can, you can have the abs, but no identity, it won't matter. You can have, you know... The breasts and the backside, but if you don't have any breadth of self, it's, it's not going to matter. So, consider studying love on your own, but especially if you have a partner, right? Get books, read them together, stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Um, one book I'm going to uh, suggest you get, which was, was given to me by somebody amazing... Um, is is a book that's going to sound crazy, but I bet you need it more than you think you do. It's called Boundaries After a Pathological Relationship by a woman named Adeline Birch. A-D-E-L-Y-N Birch. B-I-R-C-H. Boundaries After a Pathological Relationship by Adeline Birch. So, you can get this on Audible. You'll go through it super quick. It's a short book. If you buy it physically, it's a quick read. 
but it is deep. Some of the best books are small, very deep books. Just to show you that I'm not playing and, and, and I lead from the front on this stuff, this book is, is really explains how many ways we betray ourselves when we're not clear on our boundaries, social, emotional, sexual, etc. And you need to do that. So it asks a bunch of questions, right? So I'll read to you a section of like the first question and, and how I started to answer it. But you need to answer these questions. It's not about going through the book. It's about answering the questions for yourself, right? Um, what does the relationship that I want with someone look like? This is my response to that question. It has wisdom and laughter. It can be vulnerable in the exchanges of emotions without judgment. It helps but does not enable. It is not emotionally, physically, or mentally, or financially abusive. It is monogamous. It is not one of sharing ourselves sexually with anyone other than my singular lover. It is uh, encouraging and helps you to be accountable for you trying to be the person you say you want to be. You know, uh, we'll travel and live where we like, anywhere in the world. We'll study love together. We will maintain an equal dignity. And then it will ask, like, what are the traits of your partner, right? Uh, what actions show that they possess these traits, right? We say we want things. We don't always understand, like, the traits of that person. Like, what do, how do they function, right? How do we know that they're trustworthy? How do we know that they have... Uh, the character that we say we want. This is huge, right? The other book I'm going to suggest you get um, is called How to Be a Stoic by Massimo Pigliucci. I just love that that name. That's a sick name. You know what I'm saying? Massimo Pigliucci. I mean, I'm not saying that that's how he says it. I, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. But, um, you know, there's a whole section on page... 187, uh, love and friendship. Um, so Epictetus says in the discourses, whoever then has knowledge of good things would know how to love them. But how could one who cannot distinguish good things from evil things and indifferent from both have power to love? And... It's just such a great chapter, such a fantastic chapter. I'm not going to get too much into stoic love, but one thing that he says here that really blows my mind every time I read it, he says, uh, true friendship, like true love, is revealed when the going gets tough, not when things are nice and easy. Oh, man, how deep is that? How deep is that? There's a whole section on... Uh, Jason and the Argonauts in here and the Golden Fleece and just, you know, how love gets out of hand and imbalanced, right? Um, and there's another section here that says, you know, a friendship of the good is that rare phenomenon when two people enjoy each other for their own sake because they find in each other an affinity of character that does not require externalities, like a business exchange or a hobby. In those cases, our friends become, as Aristotle famously put it, mirrors to our souls, helping us grow and become better persons. 
just because they care about us, you know. And so ultimately, you know, um, the friendship that you should cultivate with the people you love, with the person you love, um, it needs to be genuine because, you know, they say like, you know, how people treat you at the end is how they really felt ultimately, right? So it's not that things come to an end that are just so tragic. It's the way, the cold way that people treat each other. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's not cool. That is not cool. Um, so make sure if things do have to end that you do it in a dignified, respect, respectable manner. Don't be posting insanity on social media. Don't be trying to put people on blast. You know, even if you got did wrong. Don't go out of your way to be posting weird stuff, subs, all that. Don't do it. Don't post subliminals. Just keep moving. Keep your dignity. Give the dignity. And if they can't give it back, then that's on them. But again, back to this other book, uh, How to Be an Adult in Relationships. Amazing piece of work. It's hard for me to even start to tell you how awesome it is. Uh, let me see if I can read some of the stuff in the uh, table of contents, right? Um, how it all began, the power of mindfulness, right? Um, then they have uh, a section called love and less, you know, uh, mirroring love, when we deny what we're deprived, how what hurts us comforts us, right? Struggles along the way, choosing a partner. Am I cut for a relationship? Am I cut out for a relationship? People don't even think about that. Are you ready for a relationship right now? Do you need a relationship right now? Are you falling for social pressures? You know what I'm saying? Uh, romance, the first phase of relationship, you know, rising in love. When romance is addictive, what love feels like. The next section, conflicts, working things out. Man, this book is amazing. Letting go of ego, the anatomy of the arrogant ego, the anatomy of the impoverished ego. When relationships end, Ending with grace and moving on when someone loves you. This is a, a, such a great book, you know. Um, and again, there's another book called uh, How to Be an Adult in Love. You know, this, is, this, is, this, 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 this guy's work is amazing. And it forces you to do the hard work, right? It's not just about love itself. It's about understanding how you came to be the kind of lover you are and understanding how you are or can cultivate the lover you want to be um, authentically and consistently, you know. Um, and, it, and it makes you face down, you know, some of, the, some of the darker sides of how you see yourself, how you see love. And I really, I highly recommend this book, you know. Um, I'm trying to figure out what... I mean, there's too many highlights that I have uh, here. Um, in, this one, in this one section on page 148, it says, uh, talking about having a healthy moral integrity, and it says, uh, I commit myself to give, preserve, and save life, to be generous, to be sexually responsible, and to tell and love the truth, to create... Re reconciliation, forgiveness, and friendship to detach myself from fear 
and grasping to love unconditionally. It's really powerful stuff in this book. And I hope you get it. Because remember, I'm not really trying to be like a guru or nothing, man. I'm just, this is a dude who just cares about the preservation of love, trying to pass it on to somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so, in closing, you know, why is love in crisis, right? Like, um, I think really where I'm at, I think that, you know, why so many relationships are in crisis because... Uh, on on the women's side, oh yeah, I'm starting with y'all. Um, I think a lot of women, at least in the West, in America, Europe, etc. Uh, but it's probably worldwide, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that a lot of women have attached false expectations on what men are supposed to do, and deliver, and provide for them financially and emotionally. You know, in this book, I was just talking about. The author says that, like, your significant other should only really contribute, like, 25% of your joy. That 75% of your joy is your responsibility, right? But I think that this culture, you know, this Cinderella princess culture, this Disney, you know what I'm saying, Nick Jr., you know, puppy love forever thing, you know, has kind of created a situation where a lot of women are unrealistic about what a man should deliver to their life. And then when they get to a certain age or stage, they actually resent that he couldn't deliver that when he shouldn't deliver that. And he probably can't because as you've probably read on Instagram, love is an inside job. Um, and, you know, at the same time to deal with the guys, you know, a lot of these, you know, crazy, you know, TV shows, I think, groom a lot of men to not know themselves emotionally and to focus on their physical acumen and their like alpha dominance to a point where they're actually in a state of suspended animation or just like straight up immature. And that's why you see dudes snap all the time. And I don't mean like snap in terms of being violent. But they be having these big emotional breakdowns. Because they bury and they bury and they bury. And then they don't even know how to communicate what they feel. And oftentimes the men who try to communicate what they feel. Are kind of just like laughed at and considered to be weak. And that doesn't do any good either right. So like we have to change how we teach love earlier. Um, and what, what this has kind of devolved into is like so many relationships are just physically transactional, right? I mean, that's what really what all these apps are about, right? Like Tinder, Bumble, Grindr, all this stuff. It's just about people just trying to quickly hook up so they can feel some human contact, feel a little human, feel love, even if it's fake, for a day or two, or less. And, um, you know, it's like, it's tough, man. That's not, I mean, I, I don't know. People, people, that's not what I want. But everybody's got what they want. But I think that this transactionality of it, um, 
is not natural to the human organism. I think that we're meant to be, you know, more connected than this. Um, but I see people faking it like they want love so that they can actually um, emotionally abuse or be abused. It's so weird. The relationship stuff that you see is sad. And um, the more that I think about it, you know, I think that like, you know, because again, I said I'm 51. I'll be 52 coming up soon. And I think that my generation is probably like the first group of like young people that saw marriages end for real. Right. Like Kramer versus Kramer. Y'all remember that movie, right? War of the Roses. Right. That was the whole era that 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 we were raised up in. You know what I mean? And this was the first time, you know, uh, because, you know, America is such a, you know, um, you know, for all the talk of like religious freedoms, it's, it's essentially a Christian country. I mean, you know, or at least was founded in Christian ethics on paper. Um, and so this was the first time people were like, yo, I'm breaking up. It's a wrap. Right. And. I think in terms of actual personal freedom, that's awesome, right? If someone doesn't want to be married, they shouldn't have to be locked in, straight up. But I think what that also did over time, like this is like late 70s, early 80s, by the 90s, I feel like one of the things that did for men and women is it, is it was like uh, divorce became like a get out of jail free card so people weren't committing all the way, because they knew, eh, if it fails, I'm just out. I'm just out. You know? And, uh, back to that high school thing, you know what I'm saying? Like, I see a lot of people who are the prom queens and kings of college who thought they were going to be fine forever, who thought they were going to be cool forever. They are alone right now. They are struggling right now. And they can't even hide that struggle right now. And I'm not even saying that with any kind of joy in my heart, man. I believe everybody deserves love. I believe everybody is worthy of love. But again, this is something that you got to study and you got to cultivate, just like physical fitness, right? You can't look at the weights sitting there and get yoked. You got to pick them up. And I know, like, you know, a lot of people, especially homies I know, they love Kevin Samuels. And I'm not even going to get into the whole thing about Kevin Samuels, like, on a super deep, deep level. I've only seen a few shows, like probably honestly like four or five, and I'm not even sure that I've watched them all all the way through, but I'll say this. I know a lot of women hate Kevin Samuels, and um, I think he's interesting. He brings up a lot of good points about, you know, you talk about this high value man and stuff like that. But one of the things that I trip off when I talk to the guys who really agree with him, and I'm not sure that I always do, but I'm not hating. But I'll say this, a lot of the guys who support what he's saying are themselves not high value men. And I think Kevin Samuels even did a show about that fact, right? Like a lot of dudes are way ultra betas acting like, yeah, man, high value man. You know what I'm saying? You're not a high value person. What are you talking about? Um, so, you know, to the dudes, I'll say, I hope, like I said it before on this show, I thought, so I'll just close with. Guys, you got to work on yourselves. You're never going to get there 
just being in the gym. You're never going to get there just through CrossFit or Jiu-Jitsu. You're never going to get there, right, uh, watching all these hyped-up alpha male YouTube channels and stuff like that. You got to go inward. You got to study love. You got to study love of yourself. It's not going to work. It's not going to work, you know. And I believe that everyone listening is worthy of the love they seek. So on that note, um, happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) Happy Valentine's Day. Do what you can to preserve your love. Stay strong. If you just fell out of love, don't trip. You know, I'll tell you a true story. I was super depressed when my divorce ended. And uh, I was pretty, pretty fragile emotionally and socially for a while. But um, I forget. I think it was How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. But it might have just been Marcus Aurelius' Meditations. And there was some section where he was breaking down, like, all the different popular singers of his time that were just, they had no name at all anymore. He was like, remember how big so-and-so was and so-and-so was? And I was like, dang, it's going to be like that one day for Kanye. Nobody's going to know Kanye's name. It's going to be like that one day for, you know what I'm saying, all these dudes, 50 Cent, you know what I'm saying, Dr. Dre. Look how big Dre is. At some time, time passes all of us. Cardi B, Megan Thee Stallion, you know what I'm saying? Stuff fades. And as he was going through it, I started thinking about how I wasn't that unique. There were lots of dudes who ended up suddenly divorced. There were lots of dudes who, because of the divorce, were not having the relationship with their kids that they were hoping to have. There are a lot of dudes, right, who had to figure it out after the marriage is over. There are a lot of women who had to figure it out after their husband went off and did something stupid. There were a lot of people just in America getting divorced. Right now, as I say this, there's somebody in China, in Iraq, in in South Africa, in Mozambique. I don't even know anybody in no Mozambique, but you know it's happening. All right? Just like it's happening in Oakland and Los Angeles and Cincinnati and all these places, all right? You will get through this. You will get through this. I got through it. Wasn't easy, wasn't fun. I cried a lot, a lot, okay? But I tried to heal authentically in the most healthy way that I could. And I believe I've done a pretty good job, but I got a lot more work to do. So you got to be willing to do that work. You got to go inside. You got to love yourself. And whoever you find to love, you got to love them without attachment, You got to understand how rare love is. And when you get it, you got to try to preserve it. But understand that, you know, very few of us get it forever. But we're all worthy of it. And we should stay in pursuit of it. Peace. Hit me up. I'll add a scholar.